Let's talk about our democracy for a minute. <laughs> but let's do it in a way that makes the snowflakes' heads explode. Let me be clear before this podcast begins. We are loud, loud proud, proud, and do not give a fuck. This is the Tony Michaels Podcast. Real and raw political and social commentary. The freedom to oppress the rights of other people is not liberty. You shit-eating moron. Ah, the smell of freedom of speech. This is the Tony Michaels Podcast, and this is Tony Michaels. Hey, Tony, fuck them. One hundred and ninety-two pro-starvers in the U.S. House of Representatives. We've listened to this shit for over a week about how Biden's fault. Yo, Biden, Brandon, Brandon doesn't want your babies to have formula, and here they are voting against actual relief for actual formula for actual babies. And they vote against it. Of course they do. Of course they do. Because they're pro-starvers. They're not pro-lifers. They don't They don't like women. They hate women. They hate babies. They hate children. Especially poor children who have to have wick. Who need snap. Who need food stamps. They fucking hate America. They fucking hate it. There's a recall on baby formula. There's a recall. There's a factory shut down. The FDA is working to get the factory back open so that the formula is safe. So it's so it's safe <laughs> for parents to give to their babies. Got it? The Trump administration stopped dairy products from coming from Canada. So there's that problem that has to be solved, which they're working on solving that issue to bring in baby formula from outside the country because, folks, you can't make something exist which doesn't exist in the moment. It takes a, it takes a bit. But while the GQP nincompoop let's go Brandon Nazis have been blaming Joe Biden personally, for the shortage of baby formula for parents in parts of this country. Last night, when they had the chance to make sure that our government could do something like they've been calling for, 192 of them. That's right, 192 not five, not three, not a couple. 192 voted for your baby to starve. Your child, your grandchild, that neighbor down the street, the person who lives in the couple floors above you, voted for their baby to starve. And I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure it's because of radical socialism. Radical social, I mean, we want the government to make sure, we want Joe Biden and the government to make sure that all babies have food in this country. But when it comes time for us to actually govern and do policy and make sure that 
The administration has the relief funds to do what they can do to make sure that all babies have their formula. Fuck you. Fuck you. We don't actually believe in this stuff. That's what the GQP is about. They don't actually believe in the rhetoric that they spew. And you think, you think these Trump pumping idiots, you think JFK Jr. is still alive. Who think he's going to be the vice president or is the president or some bullshit. You think these people are going to believe facts? No, fuck no, they're not. That's what the that's what the Republicans are counting on. They're counting on this. They're counting on these fucking imbeciles to believe their untruths, their misinformation, their disinformation. That is the plan, folks. And the only way to combat it is to use the ballot. You, you pro-democracy voter. You, I'm talking to you. Your ballot is the weapon we can use to stop this fucking dumbing down of America. The simple fact that we have a shortage of baby formula in this country, in this country, and we we can't even we can't even agree that babies sh- shouldn't starve. No matter what their color, no matter where they are, no matter if they're citizens or they're not, or they're migrants, we can't even fucking agree at this point, because of the dumbing of America, that babies, babies who are in our country, should not starve. What do you want from me? The best news is, is we have a Democratic House of Representatives. We have a Senate that is controlled by the Democrats. We have a Democratic president. Do you think, do you think that if the Republicans controlled the House, they would pass any relief for baby formula? Fuck no. They'd be yelling and screaming about it on all their traitor TV cable news networks and then not doing a goddamn thing. Because that's what they are. They're fucking do-nothings. They're obstructionist. They're insurrectionist. They're fascist. Let's go, Brandon Nazis. Doubt me. I always say that. Doubt me. I I told you to doubt me about Elon Musk. I was right. I told you to doubt me about being pro-starvers. Just a few days ago. And here we are talking about 192 Republicans voting to starve fucking infants. Oh, well, it's got this in the bill and we just can't stomach. We just can't stomach poor children. We just can't stomach poor children getting nutrition in this country. My God, we're going to force women to have those babies, but those babies should pull themselves up by their fucking bootstraps and get their own goddamn formula. Because Joe Biden, let's go Brandon Nazis. What do you want from me? I keep telling you, I keep telegraphing this. And here we are. Here we are right now talking about how the party of the of the GQP are pro-starvation. 
after days and days and days and days and days of telling us, telling us how it's the Democrats' fault that there's a formula shortage and Joe Biden should do something about it right now. I don't even need to show you the fucking proof. I don't have to go through the tweets. Josh Hawley, Marsha uh, Blackburn, uh, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert, Louis Gohmert, every last one of these fucking fascists. Matt Getz, all of them. Every fucking last one of them had a tweet or some kind of statement about how Joe Biden's making sure baby formula doesn't get into infants' mouths. And the minute they have the chance to actually govern, to do something, regardless if it would actually fucking manifest into formula and to, fam- to families quicker, they vote no. Fuck you. But they've always voted no. They, they decoupled food stamps from the fucking farm bill, which is the fucking point of the goddamn farm bill that's been the success of the farm bill for the last century. So if you want to doubt me that they're pro-starvers, good luck. Good luck. Good luck to you. I, I, I challenge you to doubt me. To all you people out there that actually want infants and babies to receive formula after these GQP pro-starvers force women to bring them to term, welcome to the broadcast. Fucking super pissed this morning. Every morning, really. In this fucking timeline that we're in right now. How could you not be pissed? (laughs) But I'm so happy. That you're here listening to me be pissed. This cathartic release of democratic anger. Pro-democracy tantrum, right? I don't know, fuck. You you make up your mind. Welcome to everyone. Amanda Kimberly's here. Christina's here. Debbie from Salt Lake is here. Andrea is here. We have uh, Valerie, Janie, Lisa, Danny from Facebook. Margie from Facebook. Tracy Tammy, Matt from Facebook, Joe from Facebook, Midas, Robin is here, Christina is here, Robbie is here, Jay is here. Oh my gosh. You guys just show up every single weekday, Monday through Friday, noon Eastern, 11 Central, like clockwork. Thank you very much to all the listeners out there and to all the new listeners out there. Remember, we are on two hours every single weekday. Monday through Friday, noon Eastern, 11 Central on YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. So don't forget to go subscribe to the YouTube channel so you don't miss an episode. Also, we simulcast from Midas Touch Facebook page. So go over on the Books of Face and give us a like over there. And if you're on the Books of Face, don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. The link is right up there at the top of the, the post. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, at Tony Michaels Pod. Guess what? Today... We are going to have the bonehead of the week poll, and boy, do we have a whole inventory of fucking boneheads to choose from. We put up, here's what happens, new listeners. We put up a poll every single week on Thursday, usually Thursday evening. 
where you vote for Bonehead of the Week. And after you vote and you decide for Bonehead of the Week, on Friday in the second hour, we break down, me and Gabe Sanchez, my co-host and executive producer, break down the Bonehead of the Week, your choice, your decision, and we break it down. And boy, are we going to have some boneheads this week. The good news is, if you miss the show, you can also download on Apple, Spotify, and Google. We have a special Best of the Week Saturday edition every single Saturday that goes on the directories, as well as we clip out Bonehead of the Week and post it on Sundays for you guys to listen to on the directories. Apple, Spotify, Google, while you're there, give us a good review. Don't hesitate to give us a good review. I, I, um, I believe we're going to have Rachel Bittekoffer on this, uh, today. Looks like in the second hour is when Rachel's going to be able to join us. We're, <laughs> we're probably going to talk about these pro-starvers and how us pro-democracy people, look, they're using rhetoric to try to win this election. Oh, Democrats bad. Democrats trying to starve babies. They're baby killers, baby butchers. And all the while, they're the ones wanting to starve children. Brown children, especially. They're like, oh, brown children at the border? Well, <laughs> they can starve. Fuck them. That's, that's how they feel. And they voted that way. It's not just, it's not, it's not just what they say, folks. You got to watch what the fuck they're doing. Because you goddamn well bet the people voting for them are not watching what they're doing. The people voting for Marjorie Taylor Greene, you think they're watching what she's doing? How she's voting? What, who she really is? You really think that? Hell to the no. If they did, they'd vote her out, just like Madison Cawthorn. When they watched his cousin humping ass on video, they're like, oh, well, (laughs) we're going to get someone else. Word is that Lauren Boebert might be next. On the Cawthorn-type list. I don't know. Maybe we'll get some some inside video of a bowling alley. I'm just saying. Who knows? Who knows? Oh, boy. I'm actually not looking forward to the... uh, (laughs) I'm not looking forward to the Bobo the Clown um, cousin humping video. Not, not, not. That's no one I'm... But, you know, we don't look away, so that's what we might have to do here on the Tony Michaels podcast. Oh, shit. We got a lot of we got a lot of news to get to today. By the way, speaking of news, we've got a lot of it to get to. Um, Not only do we have this pro starvers, 192 Republicans voting to starve your children and your babies, but we also have uh, Iraq is back in the news. And so is George W. Bush. Um, He had a 40 inch slip where he uh, seemed to describe himself. <laughs> oh, well. well. George W. Bush and the entry of Iraq war. Boy, it seems like just decades ago. That's because it was. God damn. We have Malcolm X uh, is trending. Pete Williams is trending. Uh, Mike Lindell and Elon Musk are trending. Apparently, either Mike Lindell is transitioning to be Elon Musk or Elon Musk is transitioning and growing a mustache uh, to be a, a, a pillow tycoon. I'm not sure what it is. I'm not sure. Of course, Lauren Boebert, Louis Gohmert, and Marjorie Taylor Greene are trending because they're pro-starvers. And then Pierce Morgan appears, appears to be losing his ratings 
on his show, which is not surprising at all, his Fox News style show in the UK. They just don't put up with that kind of shit over there, apparently. But Pierce Morgan. Pierce Morgan is the Ted Cruz of Pierce Morgans. He really is, isn't he? He is the Ted Cruz of Pierce Morgans. Or he might be the Pierce Morgans of Pierce Morgans. I don't know. I can't tell anymore. Fuck that guy. He's almost, almost as bad as this musky Elon Musk shit. Have you, have you been watching this guy? He whines. He fucking Elon Musk whines more than Trump. You know, we thought everyone's like, oh my God, if he buys Twitter, which he's not, he will never own Twitter. He does not have enough money. He's not worth that kind of money. He's a little fucking lying bitch, just like Trump. But here, and he tanks the companies that he, 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 if he can't sell the company, he'll tank it that he owns, that he's stolen the intellectual property of. But Elon Musk, Elon Musk said, oh, I'll bring Trump back to Twitter. I don't think he actually meant like he would reinstate Trump's account. He was he's just like, oh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to tweet like Trump and just be a whiny little bitch. Just whine about my woes and how the world hates me. The fuck out of here, you whiny little bitch. Him, Mike Lindell, and Trump both. All three. Fuck them. Well, you know, there's a lot of news, so let's get to the countdown. Let's not waste time. Let's go to the shit list roundup. Start the countdown. to the show we have reached the point here of the shit list roundup where we round up all the tweety tweets and the trendy trends of the day now we go through the news oh my god holy shit talk about some news uh here you go here's the uh, great artwork let's make this a little bigger here of our executive producer gabe sanchez gop stars babies it, it, <laughs> I, I don't even have to go through the fucking tweets. We don't even have to. You don't even have to go to the tweets where they were blaming Joe Biden and calling for Joe Biden to use socialism to fix the, the baby formula shortage in this country. Just it is a couple hours ago. They'll still do it tomorrow. They'll be on Fox News tonight blaming Joe Biden. That he's not using enough socialism to make sure that there's baby formula somewhere in the world somewheres. Uh, Gabe Sanchez is joining us. Gabe, Gabe, good morning or, you know, hungry morning either way, I guess. The good news yeah. is is uh, our country actually voted for Democrats. So um, in the House, there was enough votes to uh, not starve children, which is a sentence I thought I would never have to say. Yeah, Man, you, would, you would hope that, you know, again, the party that is pro-life, or rather I say that in quotes, pro-life, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. is one that would not want to restrict access to baby formula, especially after they've gone for the past week and a half complaining about how Joe Biden was the cause, right? Right. 
Joe well, they Biden wanted they wanted socialism. Crisis. They wanted Joe Biden to use socialism right. to fix the baby formula yeah. problem. Like they were their, calling for it. Their biggest complaint was we should focus on the problems at home. Don't send $40 billion overseas to Ukraine. We need to focus on the families and the parents who can't afford the baby formula because there's a crisis. Joe Biden, go fix it. And then he's like, okay, well, Democratic Party, let's fix this. And then they propose a solution to the fucking crisis. And then they go, nah. No, no. We were kidding. We were, we, it was all fake. That was fake. We weren't actually serious. That was just shit to put on Fox News. Don't you guys understand this? (laughs) JK, bro. JK. Right. Fucking shit boxes. Uh, Speaking of shit boxes, here's a couple fucking tweets from these two fucking skanks. They are. They're fucking skanks, man. I don't even like to use that word. These These two tweets. Skanks. These two tweets from Lauren Boebert and Marjorie Taylor Greene. These are just one, one tweet right. each. There were, I don't know, five, six, maybe seven that I found. Where I was like, nah, this is good enough. Like, right. I don't feel like I need to really right. uh, harp on them because the tweets speak for themselves in terms of the And they all got one. Projection. Oh, yeah. They, one of them it. have one. Josh right, right. Holly, Louis Gohmert, uh, Rand Paul. They, they all, if you, if you, if you know that they're a GQP pro starver out there, they got mm-hmm. a tweet. There's oh. a fucking tweet. You can find it. Yeah, you know, and Matt ex- Gates even doubling down to be like, the reason I voted, no, shut up, shut <laughs> up, <laughs> right, right, don't right, even. Right. You're playing right. the, you know, if I could just be the devil's advocate for one right. second, don't right. play it, don't do it. It's like, just actually do what you want, like what you're trying to do here. You're trying to help families. You're trying to help people get access to baby formula because there's a crisis. Uh, but then you decide, no, actually, I was just kidding. I'm not really going to do that. And then you try to double down and defend yourself as to why you voted against the thing mm-hmm. that you were complaining there was a crisis about. Shut the fuck up, man. Eh, well, you know, that's that's that should just be the uh, the go to sound effect. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Because we, we got Lauren. You, you make a good point in this tweet. You say the Republican Party's platform is fake outrage and anti-life like they're the death cult. And yeah. proof is in the pudding here. Lauren Boebert, Matt Getz, Louis Gomer, Paul Gozart, Thomas Massey and Marjorie Taylor Greene voted against. Yep. Allowing low income parents to use WIC benefits to buy baby formula they did not want wick which is like the whole purpose of wick is to feed the mother and the baby like while they're pregnant and after the baby is born and it's an actual baby the wick is designed to give nutrition our country provides nutrition through wick and they voted against it because they don't want poor people yeah Get, which, like, which is the the funniest part about this whole thing, Gabe, is these motherfuckers right here that you have listed probably mm-hmm. represent more low income people than I, I and, and I don't have the list or the statistics, but are probably high up on the list of actual representatives who represent the lowest income of the lowest income in this country, right. and they fucking voted against their constituents' interest to get nutrition. Not mm-hmm. a fucking, not a fucking house, not a fucking cell phone, not a fucking refrigerator. Like they're always going on and on and about not, not fucking, not the free healthcare or free college right. or free this or free that we're talking about nutrition. Just, just to keep a motherfucker alive. Right. Nope. It, can't do that. Fuck you. These are also the same people, you know, you had Lauren Boebert, uh, Thomas Massey, like sending out Christmas cards with their children 
holding guns, right? Well, like I mean, every- they, well, Gabe, they would vote for every baby to have an assault rifle. Right, right. Well, if you could, if you could come out of the womb guns ablazing, right, they would totally give you the formula you need, right? Don't get it twisted. They definitely want babies to have free firearms. I yeah, mean, yeah, we yeah. should we should definitely subsidize babies to have firearms. Right. It's every like baby pro, got a gun. Pro, yeah, the 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 Republican Party is pro baby uh pro Republican Party is bro uh, oh my god, I cannot speak. The Republican Party is pro firearm right anti formula absolutely well why wouldn't they be right. i mean if like george carlin the great george carlin says if you're preborn you're fine if you're preschool you're fucked yeah you're fucked i mean unless it's on guns and then you know right 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 then you're cool i mean and you're then, fucked in the school because people yeah, yeah. are you know right. slinging bullets at you as long as you've got a glock in the hand right. you know good baby with a gun you know what stops a bad baby with a gun game a good baby with a, a gun. good baby yeah. with a gun not, for, not, not a not a not a not a not a new a baby who has nutrition. Right. No, 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 that's not. No, can't do yeah. that. Can't do that. Uh, this is more of a reason why we have to pound the message of voting. And I found this video um, um, from a, a brittle star here. Uh, he's a great comedian. He, mm-hmm. he makes great videos. This is hilarious. Have you seen this video yet? I don't think I've seen this one. Okay, no. this is this is hilarious. This is hilarious. Keep your mic on so the audience can hear you laugh because it's <laughs> going to make you laugh. Election day is coming up fast. But seriously, does your one vote even matter? Why bother voting? Well, because lots of terrible people vote. That's right. Think of the worst of the worst who seem to benefit off the back of regular people's suffering. The ones who don't care about anyone else but themselves, except maybe their shareholders. They vote. But not only them, the person who cut you off in traffic, they vote. The person who didn't hold the door for you, they vote. The person who put up a fuss about wearing a mask, they vote. The people who start sentences with, I'm not racist, but they vote. They all vote. All the terrible people vote. That's why you need to vote. You're not terrible. Probably. I don't know for sure. You might be. If you are, just ignore this video. But if you're not a terrible person, your vote is super important. So vote. And if you if you definitely want children and babies and infants uh, to have uh, you know nutrition in the form of uh, baby right. formula, you might you you might want to go vote. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and the results are clear. And if you look at the results of the vote for uh, what what's the bill number? I think it's HR seven seven nine zero. Yeah, seven seven nine zero. HR seven seven nine zero is the actual number of the uh, the bill number. If you mm-hmm. look at the results. Um, Democrats voted for it. Republicans voted against it. So mm-hmm. what the fuck are you doing? Why right. in the fuck are you not out there hitting the streets at this point? Uh, like I said here in this tweet, uh, HR 7790 is just another example of why we have to stay pissed and go fucking vote. Democrats are the only party willing to deliver for Americans and really deliver anything for Americans at this right. point. I mean, we literally this party, the GQP, bitched and bitched and bitched for government to do something Mm -hmm. and the people who bitched about the government to do something who are in fucking government when they had the chance to do something while in government did nothing they voted no not even did nothing they fucking said no fuck you well i mean you've also got marjorie taylor green up there in the debate trying to defend herself because he was like name me one thing if you're reelected, what you would actually do and what did she do and because he was also saying uh, don't try to place blame on, you know, the woke left or whatever. 
And immediately she comes in and says, well, the actual people who can't get stuff, it's because we're not on committees and, uh, and I wasn't able to do stuff because of the Democratic Party and they're holding our, uh, the, the Republicans from actually doing stuff. It's like, okay, well, right now the Democratic Party came forward, proposed a solution to the crisis that was baby formula. You guys had the opportunity to play ball and participate and be part of the conversation and say, nope. hey, look, our party actually helped solve this crisis or alleviate this problem. And what did you decide to do? You said, nah. Starve the babies. 192 Republicans want your baby to starve. Because here's here's the simple facts of the matter. Is they're literally voting no, hoping that babies will starve in this country to own the libs. Right. To own the libs. To make it a political issue. This is the this is the thing. If this really is a political issue, right? If this whole baby formula thing is politics and, you know, it's got to do with politics and you got to make it a political issue. Shouldn't everyone be on the side of babies should just get formula like that? that right. like it, shouldn't that be the political stand? Not like, yeah. well, we're going to vote no that way. That way, when Joe Biden starves babies because he can't get the money or he can't get the funds, which money isn't really going to fix this anyways. Right. Right. I mean, I mean, the, the biggest thing that's going to help fix this is to actually work with Canada to try to get their dairy products across the border, which was part of the NAFTA deal that Trump did was mm -hmm. to make sure that we weren't importing um, uh, dairy products from Canada because right. he was trying to protect dairy farmers here. Well, guess what? Guess, guess what? Guess what baby form is made of, Gabe? Guess what? Um... It's guess what it's made of? Don't tell me it's it's milk. Don't no, tell me. No, well, milk. you know, you might you might be onto something there. And what? Oh, no, <laughs> you might. You oh, might be onto no. Something. Wait, you're telling me that the man who was such an incredible businessman, he right. knows mm -hmm. he knows yeah. the best business right. people, the mm -hmm. best. He has the that best a business right. acumen. Mm -hmm. You're saying that the guy who bragged about himself it just in, in an incredible fashion, anytime there was a mic or a camera. And then when it actually came to making business decisions for the country, he messed up. Uh, is that what you're, you're saying? You know, you're is that what really... you're telling me right now? <laughs> Are you telling me that the guy who ran the country for four years dropped uh dro dropped in <laughs> dropped the protection of Americans in terms of what we were doing to fight COVID? Uh, didn't really do anything to bring back jobs. Uh, was pushing for regulation that would actually make it difficult for baby formula to be right. introduced into the country. You're saying raised, that the man raised prices on people in this country in the form of tariffs mm -hmm. in the form of tariffs. Yeah. Right. That, that dude. That dude, Okay. That. Got it. And just to be clear, we're talking about Donald Trump. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. The, the Cheeto dust mobster, the orange right. Mussolini, Jesus MAGA King, Donald Trump. Um, here is a, uh, here's a great video. Do you know good trouble on TikTok? Yeah. Um, so I go over on TikTok every once in a while. I try not to get in the TikTok rabbit hole, but every once in a while I come across Good Trouble's video. This this one is great. Now, if anyone out there who doesn't know TikTok, there's there's what is called a stitch, I believe is what it's called, where you take a video of a video and you respond mm -hmm. to the video. Well, this is a stitch of a stitch of a stitch, if that makes sense. Um, and yes, so it's kind of it. stitched together here. So is he he's in this video? Is he going back? Like right. somebody stitched him and then right. he's going back and stitching that person to respond and so on and so on and so on. Right. So Good Trouble made the original video about right. how um, he was surprised not to see the re 
Republicans outraged about the baby formula shortage. And what he was trying to say in the video, the point he was trying to make is that people were outraged about Biden. They weren't actually outraged. Yeah, yeah. it's just like the gas crisis. It's just like any sort of crisis that has been introduced under the administration of Biden. They say Biden is at fault, despite the fact that there might have been regulation or decisions made. I don't know. For the last guy, the MAGA king. Right. Well, the other thing, too, is they keep bitching about inflation. And I think I'm going to try to explain this today to our listeners. Why why inflation isn't all bad and why we are headed for a actual intended recession because the economy is so good mm-hmm. and, and people are not understanding this. But let's listen to this video here because Good Trouble explains the bonehead that tries to stitch his video. This is fantastic. How many far right wing anti-choice idiots have we heard creating a huge stir about the uh, formula shortage in America right now? Now you see this guy in the front here in the oh, glasses. Yeah. No, I've encountered him on TikTok as oh, well. Oh, have you? Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, this yeah. guy, this guy is an Elon stand, and I can just tell. Like I can tell this guy is an he loves he, he has to love Elon Musk. There's oh. no way this yeah, there's yeah. no fucking way this guy has never fucking jerked off in his bedroom to, to uh, there he he has to have oh, Elon. Had, oh, uh, Elon. Now he hates he hates Teslas probably. But he yeah, loves yeah. Elon and he really I mean, you you he, won't find you won't find a Tesla with the MAGA sticker on it, I'll say that much. Right. He probably he probably he probably, Gabe, has even even <laughs> when is when as far as as to um make himself some Elon porn, I'm sure. These people you gotta you gotta imagine these Elon stands are crazy. I mean, they're hey, fucking nuts, oh, man. Believe me, I've seen them in my comments, and they are nuts. Nuts. Yeah. I mean, none here in fucking you know, world is I mean, worse I, than some of the Trump humpers. Dude, I, I got to tell you, I you know, just from that tweet that you shared earlier I, that I posted on Twitter, I had people who were like, oh, there goes Gabe. He's the court jester. And I'm like, so you, you're you just going to ignore the fact of this party not caring about providing baby formula in, in a solution. They just They just say, fuck the kids, right? And then you're also, I had other people in the comments who were like, oh, Gabe can't think for himself. I'm like, this is, it's not funny. I'm not trying to make a joke here. I'm literally just pointing out the facts. This party had a problem with the baby formula crisis. There was a bill to resolve this this issue. They said, no, we don't want to vote for that bill. So I, I'm not making anything up. It's literally right. documented. There was video footage of them voting. There is documentation of the bill being proposed but- and, their, and their votes being counted. I'm just reporting the facts. But Gabe, that would mean they'd actually have to believe the truth. And that's the, that's the best part about Elon in this, in this guy here is that, you know, you know that this guy believes all the whiny little shit that Elon, oh my God, this whiny little bitch. Cause this guy's a whiny little bitch. Listen to this little whiny little bitch here. How much of an echo chamber do you live in? My guy conservatives have been coming out of the woodwork for the last two days, complaining about this baby food shortage. Stepping outside of your liberal echo chamber would have shown that that was probably not the smartest video to make. Conservatives care a great deal about the baby formula shortage. We all they care a great deal about the baby. Born- They're not going to do anything about it. Yeah, no, no, of course yeah, not. Why, why, they, why, why, why the fuck would they do You got to point and scream and cry right, about right, someone else right, causing right, the right. problem. Fuck yeah. But not actually provide the solution. Why in I mean, the hell, we, we, why we, the hell we, would they require their politicians right. to do anything? And maybe Good Trouble will talk about this, but I want to remind people that the, the tweets that he's showing right now are talking about how the FDA shut down the plants that were that were uh, producing baby formula. But what you need to remember 
is that the baby formula that was produced from these plants caused uh, infant death. And so as anyone would do, despite the fact that it was delayed in when the, the actual plant was shut down, is you shut it down so that no more babies die. And you no, want to get it no, right. No, no, we got we have to we have to be pro-death, Gabe. Who cares if those bite babies die? If the parents and the babies can't figure out which formula to buy on the shelf, which one's safe and which one's not, well, they're that's just on them. And they they need to pull them, those babies need to pull themselves up by their fucking bootstraps and do something about it. Let's mm. listen to what Good Trouble has to respond here to this this Elon stand. He's definitely um let's see, we, we Crystal had a, a good point here. She says Elon Elon fans have pro violence yet wimpy as fuck vibes. Oh, um, 100%. oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. He the, Elon stands with a guy in the bar, you know, the little skinny guy in the bar yeah. who's actually wasted, <laughs> right, right, who's way who looked like Ben Shapiro, yeah, fucking wasted off his. I mean, just just fucking wasted. Can't even stand up. He's so drunk, <laughs> talking shit, talking shit, and gets smacked once. You mm-hmm. know, he gets Will Smith once and lays on the floor. Right. Let's listen to what Good Trouble has to say about this Elon stand. Also, do here. they? Okay, so you're kind of proving my point here, little guy. You posted a lot of screenshots of Republican <laughs> talking heads feigning outrage, not on behalf of babies and mothers who are trying to feed them, but uh, the outrage at the Biden administration. You don't care about babies. And that is evidence in the fact that 192 Republicans just voted against $28 million in spending to help end this shortage. That, I remind you, is on the same day those Republicans held a press conference feigning their outrage at this shortage, and then they turned around and voted against this fucking bill. You're too busy shouting about our echo chamber in your echo chamber to realize how fucking wrong you are. You don't give a shit about babies. If you did, you'd try and feed them after you force women to birth them. So go follow Good Trouble on TikTok. Mm -hmm. Um, You can follow him on Twitter, too. if you look he at the, he, sh- he sometimes shows up on Twitter. He's not very active. Right, least. right. Here's his Twitter handle. I got it on the um on the, uh, the the Twitter. I think I think he posts a lot on Instagram too. So if you want to follow him on Instagram or TikTok, you'll be able to find you'll be able to find good trouble. He does a lot of videos like this, and he gets a lot of clapback from from these uh, Elon stand types. Yeah. Um. You know that's that's the that's the thing that he's got. Oh my god. Oh, so there is there is some uh, speaking of Ben Shapiro. We were just talking about Ben Shapiro. There seems to be an internal war over this um, uh, 2000 mules. Have you heard um, how Dinesh D'Souza and Ben Shapiro really are at are really having a feud here about uh, 2000 mules? And what is yeah. proof and, and what isn't proof of? Right. Remember, he's, uh, no he's proof the one of fraud. Who, he, yeah, he's the one that's coming forward and saying this is not proof. Ben Shapiro is saying, that. yeah, yeah. Ben Shapiro is saying that, which is amazing right. because again, I, I said it, I think last week, but I was like, if you lose Ben Shapiro on an argument such as like voter fraud or anything that goes to the Republican party, like you, you know, you're in the wrong. Right. Well, I mean, it, Ben Shapiro's taking a good bet here watching yeah. Mike Lindell uh, and all these trader TV cable news networks being sued to get their pants sued off um, because of defamation based on fucking lies that are mm-hmm. being told in like this 2000 mules. But here's here's Dinesh the why these whiny little fucking bitches. They are such whiny little shitheads. Listen to him whine about how Ben Shapiro doesn't believe the shit in his 
funky ass film. Mm-hmm. So if a if geo tracking shows a mule going from one Dropbox to another to another to another, let's say between two and three a.m. in the morning, and it turns out that on the fifth Dropbox there happens to be surveillance footage, and you know that this guy was there at a specific moment in a day and time, and you look on the video at that day and that time, and there he is, boom. You've proven your case. You've established it clearly. The geotracking supports the video. The video confirms the geotracking. So it seems So it seems like this guy thinks just because um two pieces of evidence are true about one thing, that means eight million votes can be cast aside. What the fuck is he talking about? I haven't okay. seen this two thousand mules. I haven't seen this thing. Um, I mean, apparently should, it's should we garbage. watch it someday? Should we stream I, it? <laughs> well, you know, Walter Masterson uh, talked about streaming, and I actually messaged yeah. Walter and said, hey, have you streamed this thing yet? Because we, I, I would love to stream it, maybe on Twitch or something. Yeah, just yeah. stream the fucking thing and just rail on this stupid piece of shit the entire time, because I'm sure it's just laughable. Like the oh, theory, yeah. if Ben Shapiro's like this is fucking stupid. If, right. if Ben Shapiro has that stance, it's got to be just completely fucking laughable. Like it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Two thousand four scumps. <laughs> we got Ty. Wait, yeah. so donkeys have GPS? I'm so confused. Yeah, so it's are really we, weird. Ty. So it's really are fucking we. weird. Here's it's really weird. Here's the thing. He's taking. You know, his assumption is that okay, th- this person showed up here and they showed up there. At a Dropbox, right? I just want to remind people that at least in Southern California, the Republican Party were putting up fake Dropboxes, right? That they were that they were collecting ballots uh, that were not actually it, it was not done in a in a, in a um, official manner. They right. set up their own temporary Dropboxes to collect, you know, these these uh, ballots, right? To Who trick people if, into putting their ballots exactly. in the box. Who knows if they were actually uh, recorded or not? They were not commissioned to actually do these. They just kind of put them there by themselves. They got called out for it. So when people like Dinesh D'Souza say that there's these people, these these mules going around and they're putting votes in, what does that mean? The scale mean? at which you have to do that to cover eight million <laughs> people is insane well not only that widespread voter fraud doesn't happen not only that they're trying to they're trying to pin this see this is always their goal is to get one state you know that was their goal is to get one state to say it was fraudulent because if they can just get one state to say it then they're all fraudulent i mean just the democratic side of the ballot the republican side of the ballot not fraudulent. you you gotta stop you gotta stop the count but also keep the count going yeah yeah depending on where trump is winning or losing exactly it really is fucking weird. Let's finish his little wine fest about Ben Shapiro, because this is the best part. This is the best part. Seems to me what Ben Shapiro is kind of asking for is unreasonable. It's kind of like saying you've got a serial killer. He went to five different homes and committed a murder. He left his DNA, by the way, at all of them. We have the DNA. We know he was there. Uh, and Ben's like, well, wait a minute. I, I don't see video of him in all five homes. Well, yeah, that's because there's only one home that had cameras and he is on the camera at the exact time that you would expect. There he is. Uh, but because the other homes didn't have cameras, I can't show you him, even though I can prove definitively through technological evidence that he was in fact there if you're not following this it's because it's a bunch of bullshit (laughs) how is he okay i just want to know like how did did he like get the phone records of this person i don't know i want to know these are things that do not come right this is why we need to watch this film right i know because this is the thing tracking someone's phone you are not able to do that unless you're getting a subpoena to say like hey look i have evidence of this crime 
and I am an organization like the FBI or I'm a local um, uh, organization like law enforcement that wants to investigate someone, I'm trying to understand here how Dinesh D'Souza got GPS uh, location from this dude's phone, right? He's like, I got him on camera one place, but I can prove, though not documented anywhere else, that he showed up at these four other places. That is not, that is not, that is not, that is not, that is not how that works. Jim Copeland here on Facebook says, prove me wrong. Like that's <laughs> literally, it's really like their whole, prove me wrong. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to make this statement based on no, no evidence or fact. Do, do you want to know why no one is buying this bullshit and why even Ben Shapiro in his dumbest of days is smart enough not to endorse and back this whole dumbass theory? Go ahead. It's because people like OAN, Newsmax, Fox News, Rudy Giuliani, Mike Lindell, uh, um, uh, why am I blanking on our name? Uh, Release the Kraken. Oh, yeah, the Kraken. Sidney Powell. Sidney Powell and all those other Mike dipshits Glenn, are, are literally <laughs> being sued. They are being sued by Dominion. Um, Smartmatic, like all these places that are actually in charge of the ballots, the machines, they're getting sued by these organizations because they continue to spread falsehoods and lies about uh, donor fraud or uh, uh, voter fraud and how there was election fraud and this and that. It was all this coup and this conspiracy to overthrow the government in terms of uh, Trump being president. They're being sued. Ben Shapiro looks at that. He's a lawyer, mind you. Well, so, yeah, well, I mean, you know, yeah, again, right. it, right. again, in, his, in the dumbest of days for Ben Shapiro, Ben Shapiro is smart right now not to endorse this 2000 Mules documentary. And I say that in quotes, documentary, right. because it's all lies. Because you look right. at Newsmax and OAN and Fox News, and they're all getting sued billions, billions of dollars, both on an organization level, but also individual people who continue to spread these lies like Michael Lindell and Sidney Powell. Ty says here. I can definitely prove that Dinesh D'Souza is an asshole. Oh, yeah. <laughs> prove me wrong. Prove Here, me I'm gonna, wrong. I'm going to say something right now, and I would love Dinesh D'Souza to prove me wrong. Yeah. I believe Dinesh D'Souza and Mike Lindell mm -hmm. commit fraud. Yeah. That is a, financially. That, absolutely. I believe they, uh, they overvalue and undervalue certain items in their products, which is their, their pillows and their sheets and their bedding and their mm -hmm. pajamas. Dinesh D'Souza does not on his side where the books, he's like, I sold this many books and I did this. He even has a deal where if you buy Mike Lindell's My, My Pillow products, you get a free book. Now, I'm going to go out there and say that both of these men are committing fraud. I believe they're committing fraud. Uh, speaking of Mike Lindell, I got a great picture here. I don't know if you can decipher this for me. What the hell is this? What the hell is this? People are comparing Mike Lindell and Elon Musk. Um, because Elon Musk is getting a little loopy here. Yeah. Um, I mean, but, but someone, Elon I, Musk Paul, is Paul, 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 texts, uh, uh, <laughs> he, he, I had to retweet this, um, because it, it's, it appears, it appears that this may be Elon Musk trans transforming into Mike mm -hmm. Lindell. Yeah. Transitioning as it were. He is, he is, uh, there is a metamorphosis happening. That Elon Musk is now <laughs> body shifting his way into Mike Lindell. Because, you know, some of the shit that I've seen Elon Musk post on Twitter, I'm like, dude, are you having a stroke right now? He's lost his or fucking mind. Or are you mind. fucking losing it? 
Like, did you well, sleep? Did you sleep on the on the my pillow mattress and that like just like just transformed you into fuck. Mike Lindell? Gabe, Gabe, here's the thing. Like Christopher points out here in this picture, the, you see all these you see all these Teslas in this in this picture. Do you I see said you don't see a Tesla with the bumper sticker for Trump on it. Let alone look at a look at all these Teslas. Dude. I mean, maybe not. Um, Christopher says Tesla customers based uh, the Tesla's customer base, according to Elon Musk. I, I don't I don't know if he he's like this is like a grand scheme. Like he's like, you know what? Republicans don't buy Tesla's. So what I'll do mm-hmm. is I'll I'll pretend that I'm going to buy Twitter and go on this tirade. Right. And continue to go on this tirade. Maybe they'll eventually like me and they'll like Tesla's. Um, I, I don't understand it, but you know, and Elon Musk tweeted this speaking of Tesla, he says uh, Exxon is rated top 10 best in the world for environment, social and governance ESG by the S and P 500. While Tesla didn't make the list <laughs> ESG is a scam. It has been weaponized by phony social justice warriors. So here I'm going to tell him his tweet sucks because it does it fucking energy. All of them suck. I mean, we just need to go down his feed. But here's what I said about it. Here's what I said. If I can get it to fucking zoom in. You fucking whine a lot. Like yeah. you, you fucking whine constantly. Like I have heard nothing but whining from this oh guy. Oh my god. This and guy you know what? He continues to whine, you know, fake outrage or whatever. And he's building his following base where he's like, Oh, I, I you know, I gained millions of people. After I started all this, and we looked it up the other day, he's got 15% are fucking bots or right. fake followers. What was it, 13 million or some shit? Yeah, it was 13 million. That's ridiculous. What, what did you send me here? What link did you send me here? This is another whining. Oh, uh, this uh, is him whining did. like a this little bitch This is him whining and then talking about Democrats going to pull dirty tricks. Okay. Okay, now, so, so this is the This is my here. response. This is the original. In the past, I voted. This is Elon Musk here. Yeah, yeah. This is whiny little bitch Elon Musk. You know, I actually surmised earlier in the show that when he said he was going to bring back Trump to Twitter, he didn't actually mean reinstate Trump's account. He meant he was going to like parrot. Yeah, yeah. He was going to transform. He's going to start writing Mm -hmm. Trump tweets. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, (laughs) In the past, I voted Democrat. Oh, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Because they were mostly. The kindness party. So Elon Musk is for kindness. Okay, right. Um, But they have become the party of division and hate. So the party that um, is not with the neo-Nazis and the let's go Brandon Nazis. What the fuck happened here? Oh, I think you clicked into it. Oh, my God. Come on, man. This is user errors. User error. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Okay. I'm trying. I'm trying here. Um, I know. So I can no longer support them and I will vote Republican. You know, the party that actually shows up at Disney World with Nazi flags. Yeah. Or storms and, the Capitol when they don't like right. the outcome of the election. Or uh, most recently, a, a, try easy, to start babies. Easy, easy, easy with the dirty tricks campaign. Okay. He's because Elon goes on to say, now watch their dirty tricks campaign against me unfold. Like, and what the, what is this? What the fuck is this? He, he just, he made a tweet the other day that was like, you know, I hope he's like, like if I, 
what I'll try to find it, but he said something about like if he's if he's trying to go for the whole if he's trying to go for the whole Trump thing, he really he's gotta get all caps in these things. He's really got to start to get all caps in them. He's got to include the word sad. He really right. has to stop doing emojis because they're, they're, Trump really didn't put a lot of emojis. He's got to start making up words mm-hmm. and, and just randomly all capsing stuff. Like, yeah. like really because should be capitalized here if he's going to write like Trump. Right. Like yeah. Because yeah. should be all capitalized. Caps, Division know. should be capitalized, but not hate. Like that. Sh- and, and he should definitely have... Uh, um, fake news sad at the end of this fucking tweet. Right. If he's going to tweet like Trump, this is getting ridiculous. If he's you know, trying to be like Trump here, uh, you tweeted your response to him. Your reply to him was Elon Musk paid a convicted felon $50,000 to dig up dirt on a British cave rescuer who helped with the Thai soccer team. This was years ago, but mm-hmm. We remember there was a Thai soccer team uh, trapped in a cave and Elon Musk was going to go over there and save them. And people like, eh, no, you're not. That That's a really shitty idea. Yeah. An actual an actual cave rescuer went and saved them. Um, you went on to say, oh, and Elon Musk called him a pedo guy and a child rapist, you know, like dirty tricks type yeah, stuff. Yeah. Dirty tricks type stuff. Mm-hmm. But watch for the dirty tricks against Elon. Laugh out <laughs> loud. LOL. This fucking gay. It's this fucking gay. It is insane to think that a guy as rich as him, right? Mm-hmm. Who mm-hmm. says, uh, you know what? These companies aren't good enough. I'm going to buy this free speech platform because that's what it is, right? You know, you could say really whatever you want. No, to Gabe, it's not free speech platform <laughs> until Elon owns it. Only until Elon owns it will it be, which he already does, apparently. Right. Yeah. Apparently. But he does, Apparently he, he does, already owns he it, even though he the won't deal buy isn't it. finalized. Too and many he said bots. It's not finalized. No, he's going to have the money yet. Listen, listen, listen. This is all. This is all. Yeah. Samantha. You know what? You know what? They took they did a handshake and they said this oh, is as good as money and a signed contract. So you're good. You you own it now. You you, you took the you took you want to take the reins right now. Great. We're done. Yeah. Um, Twitter. Elon, Elon Musk, man. The guy is, uh, you know. The richest man, or I guess was the I richest man. I don't right, know what yeah, his right. current he, value is. Well, he, he really, he really tanked. Shit to, yeah, yeah, he shit tanked his bed. title there, right? <laughs> but you, you look at Elon Musk, and you're like, this dude has so much money. He decided to make himself the victim. Literally surrounded my money and protection, and, and like no, like no actual problems in his life. Right? He could buy something if he wants. He could fly there if he wants. He could get baby formula. On demand, he could probably produce baby formula if he really wanted to do some good, right? He's if so he, smart. He's so yeah. smart. <laughs> He's so smart. He he could he could shit baby formula game. He right. could shit it out. But if he really wanted, you know, to help, he could probably do something. But this guy's over here, who's it's literally the meme of the the guy riding the bike, complaining, throws the stick into the spokes, and then falls on the ground. He's like, ah. Ah, they did it to me. They did it to me. Like oh, that's what Elon man. is. He is. He is the. How, how long? How long do you think until we get the news? Because he's going to trend where he's being fired as the CEO of Tesla. Oh, There's no doubt. I don't know. No I mean, we're. What was the stock yesterday? It closed at like seven oh nine, seven oh six. Here, here's which is, more, which I believe that. is below the price at which it was uh, financially feasible for the banking institutions and uh, VC firms who were saying, "Yeah, we'll we'll actually secure the funding." It's gone way lower than that. And I'm not also saying, here's the other thing. 
Elon Musk could be doing this to one, lower the price of Twitter to renegotiate the price, but two, he sold. Yeah, but at doesn't a that break the deal? Doesn't that break the deal and it, it's off? I mean, it, it does. And and then he's going to try to argue, well, the company isn't valued what I agreed to, so I shouldn't have to pay this price, even though Elon Musk is the reason that the company is devaluing the way that it is. And on top of that, right. he sold, you know, how whatever it was eight eight billion uh, for Tesla at whatever the price was at seven hundred something. And then and he now that stock, he tanked that stock. And now, you know, there's you could also argue that he did that to manipulate the stock in both scenarios to sell and then repurchase at a lower price to get more shares and a greater stake of the company. Now, it wouldn't be unlike Elon because he's definitely done stuff like that before. And I'm not saying that he is shady, but he's definitely shady. <laughs> uh, and he would be one to uh, fabricate or manipulate the market to his benefit, you know, his whether he actually wants to or not, but I wouldn't put it past him. M- MJ's always got some facts handy here. She says it's seven thirteen oh four right now. So she's looking it up. She's on the, she's on the thing. I, here's, here's proof to me. Now I'm going to show you something funny here, but um, this is uh, Apple's um, prototype design. It looks like of a uh, electric car to compete self-driving. electric. That looks car like that my mean. mouse. Well, uh, actually Corey Ryan <laughs> Forrester <laughs> says, bitch, <laughs> That's a wireless mouse. <laughs> if anyone can see, here's my mouse. Right. This looks like, and here's the thing: they also make a black version of this mouse. So they literally well, just—they are they literally going just to be making it. They took it gonna, and they put wheels on it. Right. Tony. They're going to they make put wheels extra, on it, Tony. They're going to make an extra large one with wheels on it that will drive you around wherever the hell you want to go. Now, I, I don't know what the, I don't know what what you know what the reality of this is here, like how long or what, you know, you know, that companies like Apple are wanting to get into this market that Tesla's in though. Right. They're wanting to enter this market. I mean, you even have, you even have established brands like Ford and Chevy. They're already into the market. If not, right. You know, they are producing stuff that would actually compete with Tesla. Right. And here's the thing about, Here's the problem that Tesla has, and we've talked about this before, his dealership problem, because he can't he can't right. establish dealerships in a lot of these states for the laws that they have. Um, so so, you know, an Apple may have the same issue, but that's where that's where some of these um, issues are going to rise with these current uh, car manufacturers like you're talking about Chevrolet, Toyota, mm-hmm. uh, Honda, you know, where they actually have dealership agreements in these states where they're going to be able to open up brand new dealerships where Tesla and Apple may not. Right. But the point is, the point is, is that Tesla now being the king of the castle in electric cars, don't bet on them being the king of the castle in the end. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be a king of the castle, of the electric car, but I it's mean, probably guys, not going to guys... be, it, it probably is not going to be Elon Musk. Oh, I, no. would, I would imagine. Yeah. So. I mean, you know, I, I look at it and I'm like, you know, you guys wanted capitalism, you know, free, free, uh, free market competition that's free happening market. here. Like, don't get mad. Right. When you make shitty decisions and you take your stock. If yeah. you're uh, if you're Musk King, you're MAGA Musk King. MAGA. Mu- holy shit. Yeah. Did you just coin MAGA Musk King? That's MAGA funny. Musk yeah. King. Uh, don't be don't be surprised if, you know, he you know, falls down the ladder a couple spots once all these other competitors come into the market and actually have something that is either more affordable or it can produce at a larger scale or, like you pointed out, can actually sell on a dealership lot, you know? Right, right. Well, here, speaking of uh, tripping over your own feet, um, do, you guys, do you guys remember, we had a president one time. Mm. Um, he, he had a lot of, he had a lot of gaffes. 
He yeah. really wasn't that great of an order. Fool me once. <laughs> right? <laughs> shame on shame on him. Yeah. Fool me six times. Shame on the other guy. Him again. <laughs> right, right, right. Him, him again. Maybe, I don't know. Um, he's the he's the uh, decider, the great decider, remember? Right. Mission yeah. accomplished, by the way. Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. That guy. I think his name was George W. Bush mm-hmm. yeah. um, that we had for president. You know, it is hard to remember how stupid george w bush was like i mean going look, through four years of trump and still going through this trumpism thing it is really difficult to remember the stupidity of george w right. bush and i will say this like uh you know for for a good majority of people i'd probably say that you know they probably don't know especially younger i don't know maybe younger people that really don't know who george bush is they might only know him as george bush the once president now turned painter right you know? because that's what he gets covered for you either see him at two different events he's either getting interviewed because he's painting or you see him at a funeral for some person, distinguished person, could be a past president. Uh, it could be someone else within the um, the political scene that he's attending. And those are really the only times you ever really see him in public mm-hmm. or video of him. And there's always like, oh, he gave Michelle Obama candy or he's painting some <laughs> little thing or whatever. Like you always see him as like, oh, he's now rebranded himself right. to be the 75 year old grandpa. Right, right. Not well, the guy who committed war crimes and started a war. <laughs> Gabe, 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 Gabe. Even he knows. Even he knows about what he did right. in Iraq. I mean, listen, listen to the video here. Um, and, and if you can't hear what we'll point it out in the end. It's not that long, but listen to what he says about one man starting a war somewhere. In contrast, Russian elections are rigged. Political opponents are imprisoned or otherwise eliminated from participating in the electoral process. Listen real close here because he's going to get to why that is. The result is an absence of checks and balances in Russia and the decision of one man to launch a wholly unjustified and brutal invasion of Iraq. What? What? What did he say? One man? Is he well, reading his memoir right now? I, I don't know. The best part is that he's he's obviously reading it, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, I can't tell if he has teleprompter set up. I'm sure he does. Right, 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 right. But usually when you're trying to, you know, speak at a podium with a microphone and an audience right. and there's a camera, you're trying to look at the camera. You're trying to look at the audience. You're trying to, you know, focus on your speech. Mm-hmm. You're trying to look at the teleprompters. All this stuff is trying to help you look like, the order that he obviously is not right. and that has never been. Um, this is typical George Bush style yeah. where he can't figure out exactly his place on the paper or in the teleprompter or if he's supposed to be looking at the camera or the audience. This is typical shit. Yeah. But when he when he looks up. When he looks up and he. Uh, <laughs> he's going off the cuff here. Right. He may have had a Freudian slip. Let's let's listen one more time to launch a wholly unjustified and brutal invasion of Iraq. <laughs> so wholly unjustified yeah. uh, of Iraq. Now, listen to his correction here right after. I mean, of Ukraine. <laughs> right. Anyway. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. So he said Ukraine and then said Ukraine. Iraq too. Right, right. I mean, he, he corrects himself and then corrects himself again. Listen. Decision yeah. of one man. To launch a wholly unjustified and brutal invasion of Iraq. I mean, of Ukraine. Iraq. Anyway. Uh, 
And then they all just laugh it off. Uh, and then says, "Oh my! It's my seventy-five-year-old mind that is doing that is playing tricks on crash. me." Russian elections are rigged. It really, it really is. Like the fact that everyone, I mean, I'm not surprised that probably the people who are in attendance of this George W. Bush Institute are also someone who's like, yeah, <laughs> man, that was a crazy time. I was a part of right. that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I voted to let them go in and we started a 20 year war over nothing. Yeah. yeah right. Was, right. Dude, it was good hilarious times, man. It was hilarious. And then, and then, and then the American people voted for three presidents to shut down that war. Oh, and, and, and the last one, they blamed it on him when he actually yeah. did bring the troops home and shut down right. that war. They blamed. Oh, what great times! Mm, what great classic, times in American dude. history! Oh my <laughs> god! Oh my god! This is um, one more thing I want to touch on uh, because we're going to go to a break here. We're going to have Doctor Rachel Bittekoffer is going to join us. Very excited to have Rachel talk to mm-hmm. us about um, what is happening in politics, the midterms, and also. Um, probably what she feels about baby formula. But there is one thing I want to um, show the audience here before we get to that. Um, here is, we uh, we tweeted this. It says, anyone want to go down bowling alley or bowling, excuse me. Does anyone want to go bowling down memory lane? And there may be some emojis here that have some meaning. I'm not sure what happened with this eggplant. I don't, I'm not sure how that I don't happened. Know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, hey, Tell listen, it- I, didn't, I didn't tweet that. Tell us about this story in Business Insider. Now we know we know from Marjorie Taylor Green that Business Insider is some kind of left wing. Oh my god! Oh my god! And that's where. But also keep in mind that's where Marjorie Taylor Green gets her daily trade information to Mm -hmm. make her trades with her financial advisor. Right. Exactly. So she relies on leftist uh, publications for her actual stock tips, not the financial advisor and not the insider trading that she clearly gets from ahead of time. Uh, when they're voting or getting uh, insight into other companies. But what this is about is, uh, as we all know, Madison Cawthorn, there was a group that went against him, the American Ruckrakers Pack, right? These and people, I think they were uh, they were almost formed just to fuck with him, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. They were, they, from what we understand, they were formed just to fuck with Madison Cawthorn. Clearly, they have other people on their hit list, but hmm. they were the ones who were behind the recent releases of the video and also the photo um, we're finding that they were the ones who did a targeted attack against Madison Cawthorn, which now has cost him uh, his seat because he was just primaried. Woo-hoo, now, woo-hoo. the other people on the list, turns out number two yeah. is Lauren Boebert. So they say, coming Ooh. soon... <laughs> to a to a computer and phone and just okay, okay. media near you. Listen, I I'm all for cousin humping videos, right? But I don't know that I have the fortitude to continue to watch um, Marjorie Taylor Green or Lauren Burbert in any kind of cousin humping. I don't know. I don't. I'm, I don't this know. Might, I just, don't know. I'm just saying, like, if it includes bowling balls, eh, count well, me in, baby. Maybe, there maybe. are holes to plug, according we, to Lauren Burbert well, and her husband. It worked with Madison Cawthorn, so maybe right. it'll work with Lauren Boebert and Marjorie Taylor Green. Dr. Rachel Bittekoffer here uh, tweets earlier, democracy is the ultimate bread and butter issue. That's why we have to go vote. Marjorie Taylor Green, Lauren Boebert's out. Because once you lose control of your own life, it doesn't matter what a gallon of gas cost. Think about it, folks. Democracy is the issue. That mm-hmm. is the issue. And here to speak with us about the issue of democracy is Dr. Rachel Bittekoffer. So stick with us. Don't go anywhere right after this break. 
we have Dr. Rachel Bittekoffer, the political great, my favorite political strategist, right after this. Stick around. What the fuck is wrong with you people? It's a rhetorical question at best. We'll be right back on the Tony Michaels Podcast. Letters from the Trucker Convoy. Dears Tammy, by the time we reached D.C., we was 50 strong in number. Some patriots ran out of gas along the way. We got plenty of Slim Jims and Skull. Near run out of Natty Light. Hope it don't rain tomorrow so we can circle the city again. Here's Bob. Dear Bob. I'm fixing to send you some more of them Doritos you like, the red bag, not the lib-loving blue one. In your absence, I discovered a rash on my neck, and no, it ain't no hickey, and I ain't even seen my cousin Brody in ages. Stay strong. Wipe your ass at least once a day. Yours, Tammy. Fuck em, fuck em, fuck em, fuck em, fuck em, fuck em. We're back to the Tony Michaels Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the show. Thanks for tuning in, sticking with us. We have a very, very important voice in political strategy for all you pro-democracy folks out there. You guys know our favorite political strategist here is Dr. Rachel Bittekoffer. Dr. Rachel Bittekoffer, thank you for joining us from the pickup truck. I want to tell you guys something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I was, I was the only sister, two brothers. Okay. It's the only daughter. And my father all the time would say to me, you're Rachel, you're my very favorite daughter. And I kind (laughs) of feel like that. When you tell me I'm your favorite political strategist. You are, no, you are. You are. You are. I would have other political strategists on here, but why would I? You're my favorite. Mm-hmm. You're my so favorite. True. I wouldn't have any. Well, yeah, fuck them. Fuck them. Yeah, yeah, I'm like my father. You got options, right? <laughs> so, so, Rachel, speaking of options, because there were some options um, in the in the uh, primaries that we just yep. seen this week. So tell us tell us your rundown because I think there were some important races in there. Some of them are like, well, this isn't a surprise, really. But tell us what you what you came away thinking after Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday was you know it was uh, the for me of course obviously the piece of the resistance is the call thorn hit job right, and it's just so important for people to understand like this, <laughs> you know this hit job was mostly motivated by the fact that they could not control Cawthorn on the company secrets, right? I mean, this is a guy that that scared the living shit out of them. It wasn't because he was an insurrectionist. It wasn't because, you know, he's a big lie purveyor or just a totally horrid human being. It's because at the end of the day, he broke the number one rule of Fight Club and talked about the coconut orgy parties that the family host, right? <laughs> so, you know, but in any case, like the rest of this Tuesday was really, I mean, here's the thing. Like we, the media is talking about, oh, all these insurrectionists won or election deniers won. I was like, there's not a, there is barely a fucking person running in a Republican primary right now. That's a Liz Cheney adam kitzinger democrat okay and so like when you look at trump's record on tuesday you know oz win cawthorn loss whatever 
But we're really, they'll say, oh, well, the Trump endorsed candidate, I've, I've heard a couple of analysts say, a Trump endorsed candidate lost or, or only won 30% of the vote and 40%, you know, 50% went to other candidates. That is all Looney Tunes, dude, because it went to other candidates that are also peddling the big lie, either more or less than the nominee. And, you know, it's, it doesn't fairly reflect the success of, of the GOP's coup caucus. And it is obviously now the full controlling establishment of the Republican Party. It is no longer a faction. It is the main, um, you know, main part of the show. Well, I, I think I think you're right in your in your evaluation there. And that's why we need to not so focus on who actually wins the um, the coup the, the caucus, as you call them, um, these these uh, traitors that we might have inside of our government. Our goal should be why are we and how are we going to make sure we show up in November and pile mountains of votes on top of these Trump humpers and these insurrectionists? And these coup enablers, and and that's kind of the fear here, right? But that's the thing we need to use, like yeah. in political strategy. The thing that will get people to move to the polls is the fear of, hey, I might not have bodily autonomy, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, you're starting. I mean, Tony, I, I, you know, just you know, you guys know every day I wake up and I'm like, okay, how can I get Democrats to run on on this frame properly so we have a fucking chance to survive? And I put out a column this week on my stack that you know explains more explicitly. This is the frame we need to be using. We got to make it a referendum on them. Blah 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 blah. But if you'll notice, the the the, the it is starting to become. The prevailing people are accepting it up, up higher in, in Biden's rhetoric is changing. You're starting to hear conversations about the, the party looking at running against the Republican Party rather than Trump. So the influence and the effect that we're having is, is profound. Right. <laughs> and, and things changes are in the works, I will say. But we got to just keep pushing because we need People understand, like if, if the conversations about inflation and gas or baby formula in November and October of, of the fall, then we will 100 percent lose. <laughs> so we want the conversation to be about change. And we want to paint a very scary picture of what Republican change looks like right now. So what does that look like? Because it seems like. It's it really does seem like they, they can't stop tripping over their own feet with some of this messaging. Mm -hmm. And they're putting the ball up on the key for us. Um, we've seen the leak of whatever decision may come out of the Supreme Court. Um, we also we also which appears to be a leak um, so that it's not so they could get a head start, which I believe they awoken awaken a sleeping giant in this country. And we're getting a head start and we can get a head start and we can get out in front of this. So what do you see? What do you see as those key issues that are going to help us win? What messaging, if you could have everyone say, this is the message, what would that message be? So, you know, I, I, I and a lot of the stuff that I'm working on now that, you know, it's not for uh, uh, my own super PAC anymore. It's for other groups. So you guys haven't, people haven't gotten to see a lot of this stuff yet's yeah, being made to win elections, not to win Twitter. So, but in any case, in that messaging, what I'm really focused on is exactly what you highlighted in that tweet today, getting people to see the bread and butter connection to democracy and how it might impact their, you know, ability to live a, a safe, secure, 
you know, fun-filled and American, you know, life. And so I think that's how you do it. I don't think you make it about abstract concepts. I mean, democracy collapsing in the abstract is not going to do it. You got to make it personal to the voter. So not, hey, we got to do this thing because other people are going to suffer. We got to do it. The message should should convey, we've got to do this thing because you and everybody else will suffer. Right? And number two, we've got to make people understand that, you know, you don't have economic prosperity in a one-party state country. I mean, that's ultimately, we talk about autocracy, but ultimately what the Republican Party wants to install in America is similar to what the Chinese government has under a communist system. And what it is, is one-party rule, right? So we really got to make a very clear picture for how that would affect average Americans in their economics, their kids, their personal relationships, their freedom of speech, all kinds of things. But a very, um, you know, we're very lucky that this, row leak happened in time for us to be able to um, sit and think about how that can be um, translated into a broader conversation. Because, you know, I was talking about how uh, the the polling on abortion, when we asked, uh, there was a poll that asked people if it would make you more or less likely to vote if Roe got overturned. And I put out that data. Number one, 40% of Democrats said that it makes them more likely to vote compared to just 17% of Republicans. That's the first indicator of an enthusiasm differential for Democrats since Biden was sworn in, basically, right? So that's a, a huge opportunity that we want to take part of. But the other piece of that data that's really important is a majority of Democrats and independents say they don't think that it will have any effect, right? It wouldn't affect their vote. And the reason they think that is they right now are thinking about abortion only in the terms of a, uh, a row, only in the terms of abortion reproductive freedom. Mm-hmm. That's a conversation that was an effective messaging technique under the Roe regime. But in a post-Roe regime, what they are essentially doing is, is, is making women less than men under the law. Men will have control over their bodies and women will not. <laughs> and anyway, we really need to translate a conversation about rights. And, uh, you know, there's no bigger constituency in the American public than women. It's the largest voting group in one chunk. I, I think I think we talk a lot about the uh, generic ballot um, on this show before with you. And I believe that the generic ballot um, is probably where some of these races like in Pennsylvania, Ohio, those Senate races, because there's there seems to be a lot of, quote unquote, generic ballot in those states and in the makeup of those voters. But I guess I guess how do how do we go from, OK, so abortion Roe v. Wade to, hey, they're coming for you next because they're even writing bills to ban condoms. I mean, it's not hard, right? I mean, you, <laughs> right? I mean, like, so, like, here's the thing about advertising. I've got some of these ad concepts I hope to bring to fruition, but one of them is going to be in the summer, in the fall with the Jan 6 shit, right? And then what it's going to do is it's going to tell the story. So we have to tell the story. People, if we talk about it in terms of access for these people in red states and it's disproportionately affecting women, those things are all true and maybe. Just, you know, without in lack of a national abortion ban, the most important issue is going to be 
healthcare equity between red state women and blue state women, right? But that's not the political argument that's most potent for us to win shit on, okay? The most potent argument is the Supreme Court has just made women second-class citizenship citizens after 50 fucking years, and the next thing they're coming for are Latinos with birthright citizenship, gay rights, and porn, because you gotta got have something in there for the for the dudes. <laughs> well, I think you. I, I there, there is one thing that you said the, on the last time is like, how do you how do you take the abstract and make it relatable? And I can tell you from like from within design in the tech world that I work in, you know, it's always a difficult thing because you're working in abstract. Like, what is this you know concept or what is this product or what is this you know uh, piece of technology that you may not have seen or you never have seen in this application before? You know, and it really comes down to like, how would you explain it to your parents, right? How do you make it understandable so that if you tell it to them, they could easily then take that and tell it to their friend, right? Like, how are you able to, to not yeah. play, you know, to, to make sure that it's not a, it's not a, an insane game, uh, game of telephone, but it actually is making sure that the narrative or the message is consistent. There's a through line with all that, whether it's trying to, trying to marry underage kids, whether it's trying to ban math, whether it's trying to ban condoms, right? You know, I think a lot of what you said, especially uh, around, you know, in the Roe v. Wade group is like, it's only focused on, it's just abortion, guys. It's just abortion. Don't have to worry about it. It's never going to go further than that. When, of course, when you push that line and you say, well, what if I just step over, right? And then you step over and you're like, well, now it's uh, it's any contraception. It's condoms. It's uh, now checking you and doing um, uh, checkpoints to make sure that you're, you know, positive or negative in terms of a pregnancy, right? There's all these things that it's like, people are like, this is so extreme. Well, when you give them an inch, they're going to take a mile. And I think it's super, super uh, important, as you said, like you have to make the abstract relatable. You have to make the abstract something that's like, all right, great. You take this. Now, this is the application if it is actually implemented and to its fullest extent that they want to do. And I think that's the biggest thing. And and um, and I've said to Tony before, which is like there was the the Daisy ad, right? Picking daisies. Then you see the nuclear explosion. Obviously, that's an extreme scenario, but it does make parents go. Oh shit! No, I don't want my kid living in that world. We should be doing the same thing. We should, you know, kind of not stoking the fear completely in a in a very in a very malicious way that is disingenuous, but it should be true to what the scenario is, right? So, I yeah, I mean, when I po- reposted up the Daisy ad, I posted it with uh, you know a tweet that said Democrats used to know how to play hardball, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because the Daisy ad is one of the most famous political science or political ads ever. I always showed it in my campaign strategy classes. And, um, you know, it's extremely effective because it was hyperbolic as fuck, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so to answer your question, Gabe, there's a few things going on. Number one, there there is some value in what I call tell the story ads, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, we do want an ad in the general running that tells people... Like, this is how fucking nuts the GOP is. In Tennessee, they're marrying kids. In Mississippi, they're banning condoms. Like, there's a value in a 30-second ad to tie that and define it. But at the end of the day, what you were specifically asking about, how do you make something abstract uh, um, abstract become concrete in the eyes of voters? Um, I will tell you the way to do that is to, is to make the hard choice of siphoning off one thing and then making a mountain out of a molehill about that one aspect of the one thing. So to me, much more effective. I mean, the, the Midas Touch ad was so great. And I've had that ad in my head for a long 
long time, but I haven't made it because I know ultimately I won't be able to get it in, in enough eyeballs because it's just mm-hmm. a little too over the top. Right. But at the same time, that's because the concept can be used and it is, is a major feature of the ads that I have in production where you take something and um, make it at, make it concrete by taking one little piece. So here's a woman she had an ecotopic pregnancy. She had to leave Texas to save her own life because by the time we get to the fall, we're going to have people living like that, right? Mm-hmm. And and she's just sitting there in, in it, you know, having this angsty personal conversation with the voter through the ad, telling them, "Look, this thing that I thought was just this thing affected me, and here's how." Right? So that's how, I mean, we really can't. One of our biggest problems is selectivity. So a lot of the messaging I put out, everything I put out on Twitter is actually training or like public, you know, I want people to take it and start using it. But I get a lot of comments and someone will say, well, why don't you mention this too? And I'm like, dude, because you can mention, you got to mention one thing that's really salient and get that in mm-hmm. and pound that one thing over and over. And like, yes, all of these things are fucking important. But at the end of the day, we want to pick the most emotive the most scary, the most threat-laden aspects of what's happening with the Republican Party. We want some ads that tell the story, force people to look, because even after these testimonies, many Americans will not know unless we tell them through advertising that the Republican Party had a party-wide, multi-state, multi-lever coup conspiracy to end American democracy, right? So that that storyteller, like news, bring them up to speed ads are really important. But at the end of the day, this cycle is going to come down to whether I can make, deploy, and fund these emotive, personalized ads that make people in the suburbs think about their own kids getting shot, their own, you know, wife being killed by the state. So I think that's really like how you go about getting things uh, out of the abstract and into um, something concrete. But it really does take discipline and it takes a a specific strategy Mm -hmm. when you're building your creative. Well, I believe some of those messages are true because I think I think the generic ballot or the this the suburbanites as they are, the one thing, the one message that will ring true to them is wait, wait, you're gonna take away my freedom. Like right. when you when you start talking about those things, you know, a freedom as abstract as it is, isn't as abstract in this country. I mean, we had people yelling and screaming in the state of New York outside Burger Kings because their freedom to buy a whopper um was being impeded. I mean, literally, people in this country believe that it's their right and their freedom to go into the grocery store and to have 50 different kinds of frozen pizza um that uh, that that is what they view as their freedom and i think that is where we need to be like the democratic mm-hmm. party the pro-democracy party in this country needs to be right there on the message just what you're saying like we need to say look it is about freedom they want to take your freedom all of it your rights the whole nine yards that's what they want because if we can make them understand that if they take this person's freedom or this group's freedom today, they erode here, they erode there, they erode here. What we will have is we will have trumped up white dudes going in gas stations, asking the clerk, where's the condoms? And the clerk says, haven't you heard? Haven't you heard? We banned condoms, dummy. Yep. 
Yeah, no, I mean, that's exactly right. I mean, so like, here's the thing, like what I wanted to do in Virginia was paint the picture of life under this Republican regime so that people could see it before. <laughs> right. Yeah. And of course, like once they're living in it, guess what they did? They freaked out. If we w- would have reheld re- the election just two weeks after that first Virginia election, then you know that Terry McAuliffe would have won. Right. And so, you know, I we have to paint the picture and we have to make it relatable to each voter, not, you know, micro targeting to, you know, Cuban Americans in Florida. I mean, this this idea that we have to get down to the Republican Party doesn't make any messages like that. They have a Latino messaging and it's it, but it's about us. <laughs> and it's two things, right? right. You fund the police and soon it will be you're, they're going to turn your boy child into a girl, whatever. Right. But it's it, it is not like they will think, oh, in order to convince Puerto Ricans uh, to vote for De- Val Damians will need this message in order to, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. It's like, no, dude, what we need is messages all about them. If we're not, to, if if the message and the ad that you're making doesn't may have one villain, the Republican Party, and two, isn't all about Republicans and not about us, then you're really doing it wrong. Uh, Rachel, I appreciate you coming on the show and giving us the lowdown of the the midterm. And please, 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 uh, I know you're really busy with all your campaigns and and all your goings on over there. But please uh, keep in touch with us on these issues as we get closer and closer. The one thing I'd like to invite you, we are going to do, we're going to live stream those January 6th uh, public hearings. So I'd love to have um, the only political strategist on that I feel has the message at heart for the Democratic Party and the American democracy, Dr. Rachel Bittacoffer. Thanks for joining us today, Rachel. Hi, everyone. Uh, if, if, pl- pl- uh, plug, plug one more thing before you go. Tell us where they can find your messaging. You know, my I put out, I mean, there's ads that they can go and Google and watch, but my follow my, my Twitter at Rachel Bittacoffer. And you can go to my blog, um, my Substack. It's called The Cycle on Substack, where you can read the piece that I wrote about the midterms. Thank you very much, Rachel. We will talk to you soon, my friend. Have a good one. Everyone stick around. We will be right back right after this. What the fuck is wrong with you people? It's a rhetorical question at best. We'll be right back on the Tony Michaels Podcast. Fellow patriots, what would you do if there was a Trump supporter right in front of you, crying in pain because they have to live under communist tyranny? We know what you would do. You'd reach out and give that true American a hand. Now, here's your chance. For only $50 a day, you can help us help those true Americans recover from Biden's socialist reign of terror. These are those Trump supporters, and this is that moment. Send your donation via Venmo to the real president, Donald J. Trump. It's only $50 a day, recurring. And it means you'll get these Trump supporters the critical help they so desperately need to survive under this false regime. Please donate now, because those Trump supporters you just saw can't wait another moment. Fuck em, fuck em, fuck em, fuck em, fuck em. We're back to the Tony Michaels Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the show. Dr. Rachel Bittacoffer, go follow her at Rachel Bittacoffer on Twitter. Don't forget to visit her Substack as well. 
keep up with the messaging. Rachel's going to be on top of it. Trust me, that's one thing she does 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, is pro-democracy messaging. I still have her, her uh, thing up there. Look at that. Look, Look at that. that. I'm yeah, not Rachel. There we go. Yeah, well, <laughs> you wish. You I wish. Do wish. I do. You wish. She's you, cool. You wish. She's cool. You do wish you were as smart as Rachel. I mean, I know. She's, she's, she's super smart. And I love that she does it from her pickup truck. Oh, like, yeah. You know, That's the American the, way, baby. Right. Well, you know, the, these uh, Elon stands be like, oh, Rachel, she must be some kind of shit lib. Like she owns a pickup truck, dummy. Yeah. And get out of here. Pickup truck. There was one time she came on and it looked like she was in front of a farm somewhere. And I right. was like, That's yeah. so American. Right. Right. Well, it, it is. It is. Um, <laughs> I guess we have some, I don't know. Ivanka is trending. Is there a Ivanka breaking news or some shit? Ivanka started trending. Here. Oh I went boy, to the let's see. Yeah, what what do we got what with Ivanka? What's what's going on there? Uh, why we're doing maybe, that? Let's maybe look at some other trends. Subpoena, maybe something. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know what's what's going on. Of course, um, the Amber Heard um, Johnny Depp bullshit is still going on. Uh, Malcolm X, if he was alive today, it'd be his ninety seventh birthday. That's mm. trending as well. Of course, Iraq is trending because uh, W mm. uh, had the Fortyth slip. Um, it looks like 192 Republicans is still trending. Um, Amy Adams, apparently there's a movie uh, or uh, maybe a series. I think it's a movie on Hulu called Night Bitch. Um, she's trending for that. I just wanted to say Night Bitch. That's yeah, the only I mean, reason who doesn't, why. Right? Why? Right. I mean, if I've got a show and I got a microphone and I got a chance to record myself and they're like, yeah, you can say the word Night Bitch. Yeah, that's Night Night Bitch. Night 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 Night. night bitch so it looks like uh oh, oh you're you're back to the uh, ivanka <laughs> i'm Let's going go to the ivanka. Ivanka grid. Uh, Let's see what's going on in here does anyone know what the uh what the ivanka news is why well, she's trending? it's tied to jared so it must be having to do with money that they made while uh oh pro- working <laughs> under the the trump presidency probably crimes that were committed more than likely is uh the case is that um, what we're talking about here? yeah there's an article let's see when this is oh it's february 8th uh trying to see maybe it's just maybe it's just everyone shitting on ivanka that could be oh you know what i think it's because now it's uh-huh. there let's see when was this article come out may 19th what? okay there was an article that was on um analysis of hunter biden's hard drive shows he his firm took in about 11 million from 2013 to 2018 spent it fast the hard driving documents from senate republicans indicate few of biden's deals uh ever came to fruit fruition and shed light on how fast he was spending his money so they're saying according to his documents which i have not looked over in terms of this article to say like whether it's actually true or not um but the reason that ivanka is trending is because this article came out i'm assuming and people are like oh well let's also talk about ivanka and jared and how much money they made the several millions of dollars they made during the Trump presidency. So if I had to guess, that's why it's coming in. Uh, Um, But I don't know the validity. I mean, it's a, it's a long article, so I cannot read it in time, but it is something that is brought up around his involvement with China, making money and Hunter Biden. Um, Hunter Biden's laptop, his laptop. He's got, he's, you know, folks breaking news. Hunter Biden owned a laptop. Then yeah, yeah. Woo. So I don't know. I don't know the legitimacy of uh, this thing, but it says according to an NBC analysis of a copy of Hunter Biden's hard drive and iCloud account and oh, documents released by Republicans on two Senate committees, 
This is probably the same thing the, that the, the Matt, Matt Gates was like, I got oh, the hard got drive the, on the thumb drive. I've got his laptop right here. Which again is like, why do you have a copy of his hard drive right. on a thumb drive? It's right? all bullshit. Um, MJ sent this to me. This is interesting as hell. It says the House passed a bill establishing the first federal law against price gouging by oil and gas companies. This is this oh, is neat. This oh, bring, oh. now look at the vote count here though, because this is this is the most important part about it. Look here. Um, this is from the C-SPAN screenshot. The Yays Democrats, 100, or excuse me, 217 for nays. Okay. Now right. there's also some no votes over here. Five Republicans are no votes. Mm-hmm. So they abstained from voting. But look how many Republicans voted for it. Do you see that number there, Gabe? How many Republicans voted for it? Yeah, right it's uh, it's invisible. Big fat fucking zero. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so not only are these motherfuckers running around yelling and screaming about fucking gas prices as the oil corporations are fucking price gouging the fuck out of American people, but they're and and they're complaining about a shortage, of yep. fucking baby formula, and the two chances they get. The two chances they fucking get to vote for policies that would do the things that they say they want the fucking administration and the government to do, they vote no. They vote no against it, against gouging for gas. So when you hear a Republican bitch moan about gas prices, they aren't really bitching about gas prices. They want gas high, so you'll blame it on Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. That's what they want. They don't want babies to have formula, so you'll ba- blame it on Joe Biden. That's what they want. Because they look back to um, how the former guy fucked up COVID, and they're like, oh, well, that lost him the election. So what we have to do is manufacture crisis where Joe Biden fucks him up. That way the country will vote against him. Well, here's right. the thing, folks. Joe Biden is not on this ballot. Joe Biden's name will appear on no ballot. Wait, 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 wait. Not, whoa, 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 not whoa, one. What? Not fucking He's one not ballot. He's not going to show up on the ballot? No. Joe Biden's name will not appear on any ballot <sighs> this November. Okay, not one. Fine. It happened that way. Fine, he Tony. To run because here's the thing. No matter but is, what Hunter, happens, is Hunter Biden on the ballot? <laughs> his laptop, maybe. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Not Hunter Biden himself. The laptop probably right, right, right. is going to run... Um, in a state. Yeah. Oh, also speaking of Hunter Biden, I, I misspoke as I was reading. Uh, I said millions about Jared and Ivanka. And what I meant to say was billions. Oh, so billions. wait, wait, wait. So what you're saying is Hunter Biden's millions. Yeah. yeah. His $11 million okay. that he With made according to this is mm-hmm. chump change in comparison to the billions with a B. Ivanka, yeah with a big b big big b big okay. i can't even spell b like an elon right musk oh, yeah. b like an yeah elon yeah, yeah. Musk. yeah like i mean like you know jared kushner got two billion from the uh as an investment from the the saudi leader and saudi prince um and people are like oh he's just a good businessman and it's like is he or did he here. use his connections and relationship while he was uh you know connected to trump to advance himself and his own investment firm Mm, maybe I, you know it's like uh-huh the, the big most the big, likely yes the big b i i yeah. see that the elon big b is the whiny the yeah, whiny yeah. little if you got bitch, billions b for bitch then you have the privilege to whine 
Well, speaking of another whiny little bitch. Um, oh, I'm excited. You, Who's it going to be? Have you seen the news about Pierce Morgan? Okay. Apparently his uh, his show is tanking or something. Oh, of I course. He of had a course. show. Every show that he has, it tanks. And every show he's on, if he has someone that he works with on the desk, they hate him. Now, here's he's the thing. Here- Here's the thing, Gabe. I'm going to show you a clip here that you're probably going to agree with him on. So, um, audience out there, know that I I do not censor. I mean, here's what here. It, let's just listen to what Pierce Morgan says. Oh God, about, we said it yesterday. There's going to be some terrible takes that we see on this topic. Let's see if it's a terrible take. It might be. It might be a good take. You never uh-huh. know. Cross your fingers, Gabe. Professional footballers are among the most lavishly paid athletes in the world. Now, now when he says footballers, for all you out there, um, he actually, in this country, and because this is on uh, a UK network, uh, he means soccer. Mm -hmm. So I just want to point that out. Players can earn millions every month by kicking a ball around, which obviously sounds ridiculous in an economic crisis. But Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay, so you were right. Complete shit take. He's like, oh, why in the hell should a player... Get the money that is pro- the billions of dollars is produced by these leagues. Why should the players who actually kick the ball around, who make the entertainment, who make the content for these leagues to sell, why should they get any of that money? Why did it, I mean, I it's yesterday I said the same thing, which was people who could not even compete to the level of athleticism and professionalism that these women have on a soccer field to run up and down and 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 go ninety minutes. They would not even be able to do 90 seconds. And Pierce Morgan is an example of a man who is attempting to gaslight this advancement in their pay to say, well, they're just kicking a ball up and down the on the yeah, field. You don't you know? know that. You don't know that. You haven't heard his t- entire take. Yeah, right, yet. right, right. But I'm going <laughs> to, if I was a betting man, Tony, let's, let's give you know, me. as Tony might hey, say, doubt me, doubt me, <laughs> doubt me. I haven't well, even seen this and I know where this is going. So okay, let's, doubt let's, me. let's listen. Let's listen. Their salaries are driven by market force. They get paid a lot of money because they're the best at what they do. And they make a lot of money for their teams. And the same simple economic calculation should apply to men and women. That's why I'm in total agreement today with the groundbreaking decision by the U.S. Oh. Soccer Federation. Not with their decision. To oh, he wait. fucking totally owned you, Gabe. Wait, he totally wait, fucking wait. Owned you. Hold on. Hold on. There's a butt coming. What does he say? Uh, he said butt did he say butt butt did he say that did i don't he, know is he gonna yeah. show the butts i don't hold know on. Hold, on, hold on hold on hold on let's listen decision by the u.s soccer federation not with their decision to call themselves soccer federation it's football but their decision to pay <laughs> <laughs> okay that was dumb. He, he totally he totally can't help but have a bad take like yeah, he he's like help. let me correct you but if the rest of this clip is him saying that he's in complete support, wow. Okay, doubt me. I, I dude, I correct. I, I was wrong. I was wrong. I, I thought he was gonna go one way with this, and he went the other way. But oh, don't doubt, don't doubt that he'll shit all over his yeah. good take. Don't doubt that. But let's let's listen to what. And I said earlier, I said earlier, Pierce Morgan is the Ted Cruz of Pierce Morgans. But hmm. I think he really, and I also said he's the Pierce Morgans of Pierce Morgans of Pierce Morgans. Like he mm-hmm. is, he's just. A fucking idiot. Pay its women team the same amount it pays the men. U.S. women have fought hard for equal pay for years. And here's their victorious captain today. I am feeling extreme pride. And to be able to say, finally, equal pay for equal work feels very, very good. Well, she should. She's earned it. They all have. The U.S. women's football team is a ruthless winning machine. Skilled, strong, resilient champions. They've won four World Cups four Olympic goals. 
You pair that with a US men's team, which has won absolutely nothing, and is about as entertaining to watch as a Meghan Markle podcast. It's not realistic right now for all female sports teams or individual sports women to earn the same as male counterparts. It depends on the sport, the level of success, their star power, and particularly on revenue streams from crowds and television. But in this case, it's a no-brainer. U.S. women's team oh. may be very smug. And just- here, here it comes. Yeah. Did I tell you he's going to shit all yeah. over? His- well, he already, so he's he like- already, he just, he just did shit on right. a moment ago. <laughs> right, right. He right, said right. he goes in this scenario where they made a lot of money and they won all these championships and World Cups, they deserve it. Right. In comparison to the men who haven't done shit. But but if it was the reverse, fuck those. But these other sports, it depends on these other factors and variables, and they don't really deserve equal pay. Right. And they're smug, by the way. They're smug. They're smug. Because he loses to them, so that makes them smug. Let's let's listen to him dump all over his... He's going to take a big, big, huge shit right on his take here. Annoying. But honestly, they've got every right to be. They're more successful than the U.S. men's team by far. They get bigger crowds, just as many sponsors, and they're actually much bigger stars. If anything, they should be paid more than the men. God damn it, you Pierce Morgan, you motherfucker. The way that I look at this is like, he's still, okay, he took a good position in relation to this micro example, right? But not the macro concept right. that but is dude. equal pay for men versus women. So we were right and wrong, right? Yeah, but this so is he an was example. Supportive. This, this is yeah, supportive, but he well, but he did it. This is this is what this is what Pierce Morgan said. He said women or or these women soccer players should definitely be paid equal, if not more, to their male counterpart in soccer. But with that being said. Other women uh, sports players and athletes shouldn't get paid as much because it depends on these other things. That's what, right? Well, that's what and, he's and, and and minus Margie points out here. Pierce Morgan calling anyone else smug is fucking rich. Yeah, that is. Well, I think I, I, I think mean, really, smug, like, smug and annoying. Right? Like, come on, Pierce, you you motherfucker. Uh, Dark Pepsi says Pierce Morgan is thirsty as fuck here because I I believe that's the case here. I believe mm-hmm. the case is, is that Pierce Morgan's like, what do I got to lose to have this to have this take? Right. To be on the side because he's right. He's right. The, it, it, when he when he lays out the facts that the American the, the U.S. women's soccer team is much more successful. They have a lot bigger fan base because they are really good. They are really yeah. fucking good. They win championships. Mm-hmm. They fucking win. So people like a winning team. I mean, Gabe's still a Cubs fan, but you know it, it happens sometimes. Like, that. hey, hey, hey! Whoa, I mean, whoa, we won. Whoa, you know, you know, we said, you know, year after year, it was like, we'll have them the right. next year. We'll have them the next year. Yeah, and right. you know what? For how many we, years? For how many fucking? Doesn't years? matter how many right, years. Right, 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 right. But we did end up winning, did we right. not? The point is this. The point I'm trying to make is that, um, in in this country. Uh, football or soccer is not as marketable as a sport, but the right. women's U S soccer team has made it marketable because they've won championships. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's not because they've won championships. Why they deserve equal pay? Because if you look at how much they were p- being paid, they would be paid fucking nothing yeah. because the, the U S men's team was getting everything. Mm-hmm. And this decision changes that. And it doesn't change it because the men are better, the women are better, or right. whatever. Because the women are excited about about pay sharing, even though the men suck. 
So here's the rub is Piers Morgan is like, because these vaginas are good at soccer, we may pay them. But the minute, the minute, the minute that the men would be better than the women, women, he wouldn't think, but the women, the women who are getting equal pay now, you don't see them go, well, we should be paid more than the men. We right. should be paid more than them because we're better and we win more championships. It only gives you it only gives you a sense of where we are headed in this world. If we really can get in a situation where women are equal, they have equality, and and we can actually get women in a position where they can rule the world and they can be in control of things like I don't know, policy and government. Mm-hmm. Much better fucking off because we won't have this fucking dick measuring contest like Pierce Morgan wants to have because right. he has a good take here. It's an easy take. Right. It's but again, the take, the take is right. It's female, a dick measuring contest. You, yeah. It's female U S soccer players should be right. paid just as much as males U S soccer players. But with that being said, not all women right. athletes should be paid the same as other right. male athletes. I mean, in, that's in, what in, it was in Tony Michael language. It would be the women's U S soccer team has a bigger dick than the men's U S soccer. Right, team. Right. It's a dick contest to these guys. It's always uh, the other a dick contest. <laughs> though, the other thing that I meant to mention and Ty brings up here is he couldn't resist taking a dig at Meghan Markle though. He is oh, absolutely. Oh my God. Um, he can't stop with Meghan Markle. So he has he to go. Oh stop. yeah. Meghan Markle's podcast. Like, unrelated unrelated nothing to do with it nothing at all and he decided you know what i'm gonna use it as an opportunity to take a dig at Meghan markle well it's the same elon musk type shit where they're like woke 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 wokers wokers mother wokers right right yeah it's that same stupid shit because everyone everyone uh, you know totally fucking shits on pierce morgan because he's a fucking racist and the proof is how obsessed he is with Meghan Markle, like the the proofs in the pudding. Here, I'll find you. I'm pretty sure it's a clip of Meghan Markle being discussed on on stage, but he he storms off, and that was right before, um, before he left his last uh his last gig. As oh yeah, a, yeah, as yeah, yeah. When, when when he when he he he's a whiny little bitch, so he stands up and he's really annoying and smug in this clip. I'm sure. Right. And he leaves. Why you're trying to find that? Because the other news, the other reason why he's in the news is because his fucking ratings have tanked. Um, mm-hmm. This Fox News-style take show that he's doing, um, he, he really, in the UK, is not playing very well. Apparently, his his debut was over half a million, but his audience has dwindled down to 44,000. Gabe, I'd hate to tell Pierce Morgan this, but our little show right here on on <laughs> on a very good day, we get, we get almost... Almost twenty, thirty thousand people watching. Yeah, so it's pretty crazy. Moly. People want to listen to it. People and well, and but they don't want to listen to Pierce apparently. And I'm sure you're going to s- send me this link, and everyone's yep. going to know why yeah. why they do not want to hear from P- Pierce Morgan. But my guess is, is that it's kind of this this Fox News style show that he's doing. It just doesn't sell the same way that it sells here. Um, you know, what, 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 what's your thoughts about that? Do you think Fox news sells around the world or do you think it's just, uh, no, I don't think it sells around the world. I think, uh, other countries hold news stations more accountable than, than the U S does. And I think someone like Murdoch is able to get away with more in terms of the news. I mean, you look at all the bullshit that we said, it's like these, I mean, like, yeah, I get like, Oh, you know, free speech and all that stuff. But like, where, where does free speech end? And like the, 
uh, the benefit of humanity, you know, begins, right? Like you look at what happened during COVID, you look at what happened during the election, like these public, these, these new stations and publications have just been spreading lies about fraud or COVID is, is right. Uh, and it's not it, just a speech thing. They're actually damaging and sometimes killing people. Right. Exactly. And so you're putting lives at risk. So it, where does the responsibility, you know, end up? Is it on the viewer or is it on the people that are actually pushing this message out there to millions of viewers? And I would say that the influence is 100% something that someone has to be accountable for. Um, and I think Fox News, I don't know if I, I, I would have a hard time thinking that Fox News is as uh, influential or um, popular as it is um, in the U.S. But and I don't, even, know. Even I don't live style, in Europe, even, so who knows? Even the, even the style. But here, yeah. here, uh, Pierce Morgan was on Good Morning Britain, which is kind of the 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 same as Good Morning America here, right, sort right. of in that same style fashion. Um, and I know, I, do you know when this clip is from? Uh, this is where uh, him and uh, Meghan Markle were kind of in a back and forth with the uh, the the, the yeah. crown over this there. Is the, where they this is the weather man, I believe. Okay, where um, Harry Harry and Meghan had kind of accused the the royal family of being racist uh, towards her and their baby. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and here is here's Pierce Morgan's reaction to someone challenging him. What has happened with Prince Harry? In this situation, he walked behind his mother's coffin at a tender, tender age in front of the globe. That is going to shape a young boy for the rest of his life. So I think that we need to all take a step back. Mm. And I understand that you don't like Meghan Markle. You've made it so clear a number of times on this program, a number of times. And I understand that you've got a person. That look, watch, look at this. No way and no way is that smug. <laughs> yeah. mm. Right? Like, if you're mm. listening on the podcast directories right now, you definitely need to come over to YouTube and watch this because this look that, that Pierce Morgan gives him at that moment, like, if you looked up smug in the... In the... Uh, in the dictionary? Times, yeah, yeah. And I understand that you've got a personal relationship with Meg Markle or had one, and she cut you off. See, then that's all bullshit, too, isn't it? Like, like... To hear her tell the story, I believe it's he, he they met each other once and he acts like, yeah, it, he's some kind of fucking personal acquaintance of hers. Well, shit. it was also I think it was uh, oh, I don't want to speak before I know what I'm talking about here because I, I was almost positive. Oh, well, I do. OK, I, didn't they? OK, this is my assumption that I'm trying to remember back when this happened is right. The story was they met each other when they were both single. Right. And he hit on her and she said. No, thanks. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is Pierce Morgan. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Come on. I I mean, it is Pierce Morgan. So, uh, uh, Amanda. <laughs> oh, here we go. Okay. Megan, uh, Morgan and Markle started out on good terms by following each other on Twitter in 2015 and often communicating virtually. But a year later, things went south of the pair when Markle allegedly ghosted Morgan after they went for drinks in London uh... on the same night that she allegedly met her now husband, Prince Harry. So he's butthurt. That when they got drinks, he was thinking that this was something, right? He he assumed that this was something and it was going to turn into something. Yeah. And that same night, supposedly, she meets her now husband, Prince Harry. Oh, and she was like, oh, I see. Love it for so that, so that's, he, why he's that's why he's pissed off. Yeah, exactly. So it's now not he has just, it's not, it's not just, 
It's not just that it's her. It's she met him on that night and it was supposed to be. He was like, this is my night. This is my night and I deserve it to be with you. I am greater than any man. And then she meets Prince Harry and she's like, oh, this is actually a really nice guy. He's He's smart and he's 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 a fucking fucking prince. Yeah, and he's a prince. He's a fucking prince, Pierce. You dumb motherfucker. Let's listen. She's entitled to cut you off if she wants to. (laughs) Has she said anything about you since she cut you off? I don't think she has, but yet you continue to trash her. Okay, I'm done with this. No, no, no. Sorry. No, oh, uh, sorry. So, do you know what? That's pathetic. You can trash me, maybe not my No, own no, no, no. See I'm, you later. I'm being... Sorry, can't this do this. absolutely <laughs> diabolical behaviour. I'm sorry, but Pierce spouts off on a regular basis, oh, yeah. and we all have to sit there and listen. 6.30 to 7 o'clock yesterday was incredibly hard to watch. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. To watch him be such a whiny little bitch to walk off the set. What a pussy. What a goddamn pussy. Can't even handle a little bit of heat. Can't even handle a little bit of heat. You know, he was on he was on CNN for a while. Fake news. CNN. He was. He was. Yeah. And then uh, that show also tanked. And yeah, uh, he shit the bed and on then that he one went, too. And then he went over and, you know, did this Good Morning America. And yeah, I, shit yeah. on that one. This one shit. This this new show. You know what? You know what? It's I almost think? like there's a pattern. Right. And you know like what Pierce I think Morgan keeps shitting. Well, we should his use, show keeps shitting. We should use the logic that that Pierce Morgan uses for the women's soccer team in that mm-hmm. since he sucks so bad, like right. he lost at CNN, he lost yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good morning, Britain. He's losing at his show now. Maybe Pierce Morgan shouldn't be paid all that much. Right. Maybe he shouldn't be paid all that much. That's I a think, good. That's a that's a good point. Uh, maybe maybe, maybe, the, maybe the female anchors. <laughs> <laughs> and and correspondents should be paid more because they're better. They're obviously better. Right. Exactly. They're better at their jobs. A hundred percent better at their mm. jobs. Um, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for sticking with us um, for all two hours, every single, every single weekday, Monday through Friday, noon Eastern, 11 Central, nine Pacific. Thank you uh, to Dr. Rachel Bittekoffer for giving us your insight into the midterms and not just mm-hmm. the midterms, but also the messaging, which is the most important part. I think about the midterms to get that message out there so we can get in the streets. The tweets are important, but the mm-hmm. streets, the feats in the streets. I don't know. I'm rhyming today. Yeah. yeah. We're still working on this one, but uh, you know, I'm a poet and I didn't know it. I don't know. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You, you like that? You close like that? it out. Close it Duncan, out. Duncan. Uh, Gabe says that shit. That's the show. <laughs> He didn't. He didn't like the dad jokes, folks. He no, like no, it's not that I don't like it. I feel like you just got to end on a high note, you know. Oh, oh, so you're saying that's a good joke? That's a I good. I was joke. saying it was pretty good, you know. Yeah, no, Whether you planned it or not, it was good. Horrible. But now that we've horrible. really discussed it more, we've really ruined it. So right, right. Now, now that we've really beat this, now that's the real. That's the real dad joke. Is you continue to talk about it, how funny it was, how or funny it wasn't. It was, yeah, right. Remember that. Remember that joke I told that time at the <laughs> kitchen table, Sonny. Uh, that for was all the, 10 years ago. Right. For all the dad jokes, go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel because you're going to find us there every single weekday, Monday through Friday, noon mm-hmm. Eastern, 11 Central, 9 Pacific. Also go over to Facebook, the Books of Face. We are on the Midas Touch Facebook page. We simulcast there. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter too, at Tony Michaels Pod. Gabe, this afternoon and this evening, we have a bone. It's going to be a tough one. It's going to be tough to decide Ooh. who to put on this poll. Oh, yeah. Because the audience has to figure out who is the bonehead of the week. But we have mm-hmm. to figure out who is the three biggest boneheads to be yeah. the contestants for you to vote for. And then and then on top of that, we've got to figure out on our own 
the people who didn't make it are right. there other people that were reserving right. to be like, you definitely get this title that no one has to vote for. You're just a shoe in for this. Right. This week, it feels like to me, Bonehead could be like four hours. We could right. literally do four hours. The last couple of weeks week. have been, uh, have been a, in a tough call no. where it's Holy. been like last minute decisions or somebody does something boneheaded. Like again, we've had stuff that somebody does something super boneheaded on Friday morning. And then we're right. like, well, this just pushed this person out of that slot. Yep dishonorable mention it is dishonorable yeah. mention it is and don't forget because we do bonehead of the week every single friday in the second hour of the show but you can download bonehead of the week now on sundays just alone on all the directories apple spotify google so don't forget to download the podcast there and leave us a five-star review our good review don't leave don't be leaving bad reviews don't mm-hmm. be doing that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. come on like subscribe and <laughs> comment whatever the hell you're supposed to do Every single weekday, Monday through Friday, two hours. Don't forget, we have uh, special coverage coming up in June of the January 6th hearings. Hopefully, we'll get some more information and scheduling on that soon to pass along to you guys. So stay tuned for that. And until tomorrow, because tomorrow is Friday mm-hmm. and at New Eastern, we will be right here, right back here, right in your ear, right in your on your phone, on your device, in your computer the pro-democracy message until tomorrow surfs up motherfuckers you've been listening to the tony michaels podcast Podcast. your face commentary of current events and political news no rules no boundaries i think we've made that perfectly clear we hope you enjoyed the show and we'll be back soon in the meantime follow tony on social media at the tony michaels and until next time raise a fist and repeat after me Fuck them. Fuck them. Murphy's Mealborn, head ass speaking.